Welcome back to Dating What Went Wrong. I am your host, Rob Scow, the expert at failing at relationships. And, um, you know, why we do this? We do this because uh, I wanted to get some, uh, I wanted to get to the bottom of why this dating thing is so goddamn complicated. And I'm hoping to find some clarity in all of this confusion. So today's topic is one that just became apparent to me in the last month. And this is about pets. So for me personally, I have not had pets. I love visiting cats. I love visiting dogs. I love visiting all kinds of fun animals, but I do not like owning them because it is a lot of work. And you know, the, the way I've always described it is I can take a shirt, I can drop it on my floor, pick it up, and there's nothing on it. And that has been my justification for not dealing with that. I don't like dealing with poop. I don't like dealing with pee, no vomit. I don't want any of that. I don't want anything to do with that. So um, it was weird that I decided to foster a couple kittens last month. And um, the way that started was just, you know, COVID, stuck in quarantine, figured if I was ever going to do an animal thing that um, renting a cat seemed like a really uh, simple, simple way to do it. And um, I gave it a try and it was, it was very, like my, I guess I can say is people noticed I had a glow about me that my positivity went through the roof. I found that I was more productive at work. I found that I was happier. I was worrying about things less and it just, I just felt like I could get more things that I had more energy and just more life. And, and don't get me wrong. I've dealt with a lot of poop in the last month, more poop than I ever would have thought would be possible for a human being to have to, to deal with these, these little kittens, they, they, they get poop on their paws and they flick it across my room. They have peed on my bed. Um, but I have never said, I love you to another creature as many times as I have done in the past month. And that has really affected me in a, in a, in a way that I didn't think was, was possible. And so to, to talk about this, I, I wanted to talk to someone that, that I know is an expert at owning some animals. And um, so my guest today is Elizabeth. She is an actress, comic book creator, and the mother of dragons, or in this case, birds. Elizabeth, welcome to the show. Hi, Rob. Thank you for the wonderful introduction. No <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> so, what has been your... Well, you know what? Let's back this up. I usually ask about dating. Let's talk about pets first. So, have you always been a fan of animals? Uh, owning animals has always been your thing? Oh, absolutely. I've always been an animal lover and always had pets growing up. Yeah. That's great. Mm -hmm. Did you always have uh, birds? Did you have other animals? Uh, well, I have an older brother and sister, so we've had many different types of animals. <laughs> like, to name a few, we had fish, hamsters, cats, and dogs, actually. Hmm. So the birds kind of like, you found them and you're like, the other ones can go take a hike? Like, this, I'm done? <laughs> I, I mean, we sometimes we had a few different types of animals at the same time. I try to get into dogs. I try to get into cats. I try to get into all these different kinds of animals. 
but I don't know what it is about birds. I just kind of got into them. And uh, funny enough, I ended up asking my mom this question like not too long ago because someone asked me this, like, why birds? And I'm like, mom, like, what's the deal? Like, how did I get into birds? And she's like, I really don't know, but until about age three or four, and this is what she tells me, mm-hmm. you were in love with unicorns. And then something happened at age five. You started loving birds. And since the Midwest was fresh out of unicorns at the time, she bought me a parakeet. (laughs) (laughs) So that was your unicorn. She basically said, we couldn't get a unicorn so here's the next best thing. And they became mm-hmm. your unicorns. Exactly. Well, I had one starting out. I didn't have eight. <laughs> so I, had, I had one little green I didn't, parakeet. I didn't even ask that question. So, <laughs> so you just revealed that one though. So to our, to our, uh, our listeners, um, the amount of birds that Elizabeth has is, is eight, which uh, I, I believe equals one unicorn. Is, is, that's, how the, that's how that works, right? Is that you have to have eight birds and then it's, that's one unicorn. That is what the fairy tale books tell me. Or maybe it's nine. Maybe it's nine. Maybe you need one more (laughs) bird, and they just mad. It's like, uh, was it like, like, uh, was it the um, Power Rangers? They like, they all get together, or like even like uh, Captain Planet. They get their their magical little beaks (laughs) together, and they they do like one song, and it calls, it calls the magic unicorn to come down and and be your pet. Which is a weird, weird power. It's like I'm gonna come down from the heavens and just hang out and just be a pet. That'd be pretty awesome. <laughs> like if, if like 11 birds turn into one big unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> so now you're, now you're going, now you're going crazy. I said, I said nine, eight or nine. And you're going, you know, maybe like 15 birds. Maybe I need 15 birds and a unicorn will show up. The, Fine, more, 20, 20 the birds. more birds, the more powerful the unicorn is what I'm told. <laughs> <laughs> you get a unicorn with one horn, but I heard if you have 50 birds, you can get two horns. <laughs> Every girl's dream. <laughs> All right, so you wanted a unicorn, couldn't get a unicorn, mm-hmm. got some birds. Yep. So um, how has owning birds changed your life? Is that too intense of a question or is it something that happened? Honestly, Rob, it's kind of awesome. Okay. <laughs> I mean, think about this. I hang out with feathered intellectuals. They're modern day dinosaurs. They're beautiful, charismatic, personable and bright and this whole freedom of being able to fly which only a bird can do like really brings out my poetic nature and Mm. inspires me as an artist interesting so have you has that art translated like have have there ever been things that have been affected by the birds in your art well yes um so a lot of my artistic endeavors such as my comic books mm-hmm. are very bird focused like my characters are actual birds mm-hmm. and having several birds as pets has really inspired me to create various characters and personalities uh, for my books based off of the pets that I have and having inspired my songwriting because I'm also a musician mm-hmm. so it, they've really done a lot for me than I could have ever imagined than just owning a pet. Yeah. Is there a reason why your comic books are not about unicorns since you could have <laughs> gone that route? Does that mean that the birds have finally surpassed the unicorn? 
Um, no, there's always room for a unicorn, right? <laughs> <laughs> the next comic is going to be like introducing this unit, the long lost brother storyline with a, with a unicorn. Well, in my comic books, I really try to add bird-like creatures. So like I have a griffin in there, which is half bird, half lion. Mm. So if I were to add a horse, it couldn't, couldn't be a unicorn unless it had wings like a Pegasus unicorn. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like where I stand with that. Yeah. However, maybe one day I'll break the rules a little bit. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. So has the number of birds made your outlook on life that much better or has it been like diminishing returns? Like is, is two birds great, three birds way great? Or is it like, yeah, after like four birds, you're like, yeah, it's a little bit better, but not like amazingly better. Um, well, I have to admit that I think that owning eight birds is a little too much for me at this point in my life. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love them very much and they came about in ways that were very um, different than most people just going to a store and purchasing an animal. Um, when I was younger, I used to hang out with sort of like bird people that that put that like had griffins that. <laughs> no, no like like bird breeders oh, okay people who own birds no, not fantasy people <laughs> rob, me and the on, unicorns rob, you know, we just, i'm not we that hang crazy out. come on come on rob i'm not that crazy <laughs> but no like actual bird breeders and i would go to these like weekend bird shows where it was all about like birds and selling birds and different types of bird enthusiasts and bird fans and so back then i was kind of networking with all these breeders and all of these rescue places and a lot of these birds that i have now came to me because a rescue place found out i was like an awesome bird mom and they're like oh i have this bird can you know can you look at the bird let me know if not you know like all these other ones like need a home or um or i had a friend who was more of a dog person and didn't want her birds anymore so i took them because i did not want her to give them up to a rescue so out of all of my eight birds seven are actually rescue birds there's only one that i bought from my my breeders uh, who are very good friends of mine, but the rest are rescues. Hmm. And I made a commitment to give them the best life that they could have until until they die. That's really great. So so basically you started with one bird and then as the need of good people that could help birds came up, you sort of stood up and said, I can be that person. Right, right, exactly. Uh, for a lot of my life, I was single, obviously. So um, I really only had a pet to live with. So it, it turned into like, oh, well, maybe I can do one more. But I always made it a very strong point that the bird had to pick me, meaning like, if I went and met this bird, which this has happened before, and the bird did not like me, it was like someone called me up in 
freaking Waukesha, Wisconsin, which at the time was like, from where I was living was like a four hour drive. I drove out there and this bird, all it wanted to do was attack me. So I said, no, I can't because I think that the pet or the animal picks the human just as much as the human picks the animal. Hmm. So um, I was only bringing home a bird that liked me but at the same time was a good fit for living in an apartment so i don't want a bird that screams all day yeah so i would i would have birds i have birds that are quiet hmm. they have their 10 minutes in the morning and then they're pretty quiet the rest of the day that's great like you don't even know i have eight birds right yeah i have i have seen the squawking birds in fact i've gotten them to squawk i found out uh that if a bird is screaming in a pet shop and you scream back at that bird, then they will scream again and then the next bird will scream and the next bird will scream and suddenly you can get the entire pet shop to scream. And that's when you leave quickly. That's when you become the flock leader, Rob. (laughs) (laughs) I am the leader of the birds. (laughs) Um, By the way, is there a bird event? I just wrote this down because I thought it would be great. Is there a Mm -hmm. bird event called Weekend at Birdies? (laughs) <laughs> no because there should be let's do it let's make it happen <laughs> that'd be awesome <laughs> um so has owning birds affected your routine in life like for example with the kittens i can't sleep in late i have to make my bed every morning otherwise they will get under all the sheets um and i need to keep a regular schedule so has that been especially with eight birds has that been something for you no not so much uh there are times when i keep their cages covered with a blanket so they can sleep in so i cover their all the cages at night with a blanket to kind of help them feel secure and birds are very driven by daylight so they go Mm. to bed early and rise with the sun Mm. but their cage is covered they think it's still dark out so they'll sleep in i see so so you don't necessarily have to get up at at dawn because you create a false dawn by keeping that cage covered. Right. And because of my job, I start at 6 a.m. Oh. I, I'm up before they are. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's actually very convenient that it, in, in a way that your schedule kind of caters to having birds. Uh, yeah, it does. And yeah, on weekends when I want to sleep in, it's like 8.30, 9 o'clock. I just keep them covered for a little bit longer and they're they're totally fine with it hmm. i like how you say like on weekends i sleep until 8 30 or 9 o'clock <laughs> like that's supposed to be late <laughs> everyone laughs at me when they say that i know you know in covid some people are going to sleep at 8 30 or 9 o'clock you know what i wish i had that luxury but i don't <laughs> i used to until uh you know cats now uh i do i do not get that luxury i i keep them covered as well in the morning but um they know through that sheet or that blanket, they know it's nine and they're not happy about that. <laughs> I'm sure. So are, are pets ever a burden in your experience? Like, um, this is not to say that, that they don't upset you from time to time. Obviously, there is, there is shit that everyone has to deal with. Um, but are there days when you just wish you didn't have any pets at all? Yeah, I mean, there, there have been a few times I felt this way. And, and it's yeah. okay. They're, they're not listening. 
Yeah, they're not listening. They're sleeping right now. Yeah. Um, there's been times I felt this way, as I was saying earlier, because I feel like as I'm getting older and I'm focusing more on doing all these different things in my life and trying to uh, move forward by adulting, having like a serious relationship and all this stuff. Um, I think like, okay, like, is this going to work? And certainly it caused a problem when I was looking for an apartment in California mm -hmm. because a lot of places are like, you know, cat or dog friendly, but they don't have other animals. Mm -hmm. So I was trying to be honest just because they do, you know, tweet or whatever from time to time. So I wanted to tell them like, yeah, you know, I have, I have a bird. Is this a problem? And a lot of times it was. Interesting. Just and one, like, like, when you say like, I have a bird and they'd said a bird is a problem. Yeah. Because hmm. they, people who don't understand birds, like they just don't understand it. Like a cat or a dog in an apartment. Yeah. So they really don't know what to expect. And I think in their mind, they felt that a bird would be very destructive. Which is funny because I would think that a bird would be less destructive than a dog well, or a cat. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> well, because they're in the cage. Like, <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. You can't put a, a cat in a cage for very long, as I've discovered. Yeah. Well, for some reason, they thought that they were. And I think it's just not understanding the type of animal it is. Well, I was turned down by a lot of places and spent months finding a place that was like, okay, you know, you, you proved to be a responsible adult. So we're going to go with this. Hmm. Okay. And I was like, cool, that's great. But you know, it took me like six months to get there. So there's like a certain salesmanship that you have to have when you have an animal that is not the norm in order to, to pitch yourself as a, as a good tenant. I feel like I really had to explain the bird behavior to people mm. because a lot of them were like, well, okay, we know a dog can bark, but overall people like dogs. So a lot of people are okay with it and cats are cats and they just kind of hop around on things. But but what does a bird do other than bite stuff? It's like birds, not all birds just go around biting stuff. Like that doesn't even make sense to me as a bird mm -hmm. owner. Uh, but I, I had to sit there and, and explain that the bird is not going to start gnawing on the wall. It's like, it's, it's not, you know, it's not an animal that does that. Mm -hmm. but, mm -hmm. but I don't know what's going on in their mind, but a lot of them were like, hell no. Yeah. I'm guessing it's probably just simply the unknown of it that without a history of what birds do, I don't know if you can hear the cats fighting below me, but uh, they are doing that. <laughs> but uh, without a history of knowing what they do, I think that's just the unknown factor is very powerful and is probably driving a lot of their decision-making. And so I think by educating these, uh, these landlords, you're removing that unknown factor and allowing them to make a more logical decision and not an emotional one. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess when it comes down to it, to, to business, would you rather have something you don't know or something that you're, you know, then, I mean, I can see why they would make that decision. Yeah, and it probably also um, makes sense too, because a lot of people own either a dog or a cat. So 
if they're going to, there's basically a policy that's probably already built in to their, to their system of what to do in those situations. But if someone's like, Hey, I have a pet tarantula, they don't know what that's, what that's going to entail. Right. Exactly. Um, So, I mean, obviously with these challenges that you've had, you know, you could have solved many of them by not having animals. Um, but it, it sounds like despite that, the, the joy that these, that these creatures bring you was, was worth that effort. Is that accurate? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, did you ever think like, I got to get rid of these guys or did you think I got to just find the right place? No, no. Like I said, I, I, I made a commitment and yes, there's challenges, but you overcome them. And mm-hmm. I just kept on working harder to find a place that was okay. And I'm going on what now into my third year in this place and they're totally fine with it. That's great. That's great. So if animals bring positivity and positivity is essential in happiness, then (laughs) would you consider a pet essential? Okay. I'm about to sound like a nerdy scientist. Do it. (laughs) Well, I like to think that pets are a primal element to the human condition of us getting to where we are today. So starting from the very first time we tamed an animal. So when this shifted from animals helping us hunt to animals being pets for companionship, I believe pets are essential when it works for both like you and the pet. So meaning like, don't buy a breed that you think is cool, buy a breed that works for you. And in turn, you can give it what it needs and it works for them. Yeah, that actually, it, it, that's actually really great. A few points to say about that is, is one is I think a lot of people that have pets think about what they want first. They think about like, oh, it would be really cool to have a husky because, you know, I watched Game of Thrones or like a Malamute or something like that. And they don't realize that a lot of these kinds of animals are like high energy animals and they're not going to be home. <laughs> and, and then the dog destroys their apartment and they're like, well, the dog just sucks. And it's like, no, the dog doesn't suck. You, you didn't think about the dog when you got the dog. You thought about like, oh, that's cute. I want that. Um, right. And, and that's exactly how I ended up with, with one of my rescue birds. He was four years old and in two homes before I adopted him. And he went to a home with kids that, I mean, they were throwing things at him. They're trying to play with him as if he were a a dog and he became kind of bitey. So the only way to get him back in the cage was to throw a towel on him or, or do something. And, and the bird I'm sure felt like was getting personally attacked to the point where they're like, Oh, screw this bird. Like Mm -hmm. we, we hate it. Like yeah. it bites us, mm-hmm. but it's like, you just picked the wrong pet. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, one of the, the things too, that I also, uh, was thinking about for myself is that when I was considering getting, getting kittens, I wanted to really focus on what am I truly 
willing to do here because there's when you when you foster you can foster all kinds of different ages and you could do you know bottle feeding you could do uh they, they have they have what they call bottle babies which are the really young ones and they also have the um oh i can't remember i can't remember what the next tier is but basically it's the one where you have to manually feed them um and i thought about it i was like as cute as that will be i don't want that and you know with the especially with the bottle babies they have to be fed every like like four to six hours or something like that and mm. and i was like yeah it's possible i guess but i think that works better in a situation where there's like like a couple people involved where they could switch off sleeping or something like that i was like it's not really conducive to the lifestyle that i i want to live which is to be able to sleep for more than six hours a night <laughs> uh so i thought about that and i came to the decision of i just want one cat that is at that is um six weeks or older and uh, and that would make it so that it's already knows how to use a litter box it's already can eat on its own that i just focus on socializing it and then i was reading that okay two cats is better because they need to socialize they need to interact with each other to be able to better socialize and so i said okay that's better for them even though the one is better for me i can sort of understand the compromise there of of the two so I said, okay, no more than two, absolute maximum, two kittens. And, you know, I, I, I told myself, you know, I know that they, there, there are special needs kittens out there, but I'm not ready for that. You know, that's not going to be what's best for me. And, um, you know, great for the people that, that, that want that or that can, that can do that service, but that's not what I can do best. And so I need it simple. And so I, I basically gave out the parameters of what I wanted and it was very specific and uh, I just was waiting until the right opportunity came up and they, they came up pretty quick. Um, but I think that was one of the things that was helpful for me and my ability to feel good about the situation is that I made sure I had a situation where I could focus on their happiness while not sacrificing my own. Right. Well, you did the research. So mm -hmm. that was what you were supposed to do. <laughs> you didn't just go out there and say, hey, I want a cat, just throw one at me. <laughs> just throw two at me because I, I want to have me. <laughs> a buddy. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, they land at their feet. You can just throw them, just throw them right at me. It's fine. They always <laughs> land on their feet. Uh, but yeah. Um, so let's talk about dating with animals. Not dating animals, but dating <laughs> when you have animals by the way i have been so cat focused lately i had a dream that i was dating a cat so that's <laughs> that was when i i had to get back into the dating scene because i was like yep i i can't do that that's not that's not healthy for me um so uh yeah that's not good and side tangent too i i really hate it when you're when you're i don't, I don't know if you seen this i don't know if the guys do this but a lot of women on on the, on the different dating apps they have pictures of them with filters of them looking like cats and and right. i don't like i don't know what they're hoping like is any guy like oh yeah that's a sexy cat like like what like what shouldn't you be concerned if a guy's swiping right when you look like an animal shouldn't that be a concern that like maybe he's not into you maybe he's interested in cats uh, well, now that you've had that dream, you should give it a try. 
<laughs> freaked me out. It really did. <laughs> I got to move a cat. Sorry. <laughs> they like to, to walk on my keyboard. Um, so anyway, in dating animals, um, do you view potential dates differently by the animals that either have or don't have or any sp specific animals they have? Uh, I don't learn. Well, if he doesn't have a pet, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But he would definitely need to like animals mm. since I have pets. Mm -hmm. But for guys who do have pets, I have to view them on a case-by-case -case basis. Mm. So, like, if he is a pet snake, it'd probably be not good for me to date someone with a snake mm. having birds. Mm -hmm. Um, is it because the, the birds and the snake won't get along? Well, it depends. So if he has the snake out and I have a bird out, that might, mm. that might be dinner. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. Depending on the bird, depending on the snake, it could be, it could go either way. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so that's why I say case by case. <laughs> you need to get a hawk. It's like, oh, you have a rabbit. <laughs> well, it just so happens I have a hawk. We should really... Uh, we should meet at my place. Bring your I rabbit. Should, I should get a hawk. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, does having an animal or not having an animal tell you about that person? Like, do you automatically assume some things about someone when they have or don't have an animal? Um, well, there, there are lots of people who just simply don't have the bandwidth for a pet, which I totally understand. Like if they're, mm -hmm. they have a really like busy job or they're never home. So I get that. Uh, but then there's others that have pets for one reason or another. And for these guys, I would need to know what their pet commitment level is. If like when they want to date, uh, for example, like, will this guy's pet be part of our, dating process like mm. do do i need to get approval from his dog in order for him to like me and i say this because there have been guys with their dating profiles that actually say like if spot likes you i'll like you and i'm like what <laughs> <laughs> like that that doesn't make sense to me because i could have sworn i was an a dating site for humans <laughs> <laughs> not not their dog like i just figured like if we had chemistry and we connected that that would just sort of become the natural process not like the dog is the the you know the the choose the chooser right yeah. so like not like oh like i smelled her crotch she smells great that's the girl for you yeah like, so to it's me, like, like that's like doesn't make sense i'm like that's just like so stupid for you to say that like next <laughs> so do you do you swipe for animals in pictures like if you saw some guy with a bird, would you be like, yeah, or would <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like are there, are there certain animals, you certain, you swipe for animals basically. <laughs> no, I laugh because the expression on your face was hilarious. <laughs> oh, absolutely not. I swipe for the potential date mm -hmm. and what his bio says. Mm -hmm. If I like the guy and he has a picture of a pet, I'll, and it's not made clear in his bio if it's his or whatever, then I'll ask him if the pet is his. But just because he has a bird, I won't be like, 
ooh, like, yeah. who's this guy? Like, hey, <laughs> hey there, feather boy. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to be way, like that. By the way, hashtag feather boy. <laughs> should be what you're, you should put that in what I'm looking for. Looking for a nice feather boy. <laughs> for me, the biggest problem is the guys that have, let's say you have five photos that you can put up on a dating app. And every single one of those photos has a dog in it mm. or a cat in it or something. So like for me, I, I only had one photo of me and my bird and it was like kind of artistic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't even mention anything about my, my bird or birds in my, my profile. Just seeing that picture would tell someone, hey, I have a bird, but I'm not like obsessed with this bird. It's a real kind of red flag for me when I start seeing these guys with like every single picture is a dog and like no joke, there have been photos of the guy dressed in the dog costume holding his dog. And mm. I'm like, whoa, like what, like what's going on here? Like this is, this is almost too much for me because I love animals and, and certainly I can accept someone having a dog, but, but when the dog sort of trumps someone wanting to date and find someone, then I kind of have to take a step back and not, I don't want to deal with those guys because to me, that's almost like, again, like my dog makes the decisions for me. Mm -hmm. I think there may be more to it than that. You can let me know if this is accurate, but what it sounds like to me is if someone is so focused on their dog, then they they can't give you any attention. Like there's not enough room for you in that relationship. Right. And exactly. And so when it comes to dating and I see that, that's that's exactly one of the things I feel that this dog, like this guy is dating the dog. And then so what am I for? Right. Well what if what if he were to be like, listen, I'm totally down for a threesome, you and me and my dog. Like, we can, we can make this work. I just got to get the dog's approval. The dog's down with the threesome. You're good. That's when I sent him to hashtag dog guy. <laughs> dog guy. <laughs> um, would you be betrayed if, if a guy had all these pictures of the dogs and you, you didn't see, he didn't actually own any dogs, you just liked them? Or that not matter to you? Uh, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't care. I mean, honestly, like, I'm not gonna be like, Oh, you had a picture of a, an animal and now you don't have it. Like, I would just be like, okay, whatever. Because I've seen people hold like nieces and nephews, right? Like babies. I hate that like, by the way. I absolutely hate that. Yeah. My niece, you know, or they'll say something it's or like, stupid. not my dog. That's yeah. stupid because it's like, I don't want to know who you're not. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right, you, you have right. like, what, like, uh, like between five and nine pictures or whatever to like showcase your life. And you're going to choose one of those to not be representative of anything that you do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just kind of like weird. Cause it's like, you see a kid in a photo and the assumption is that is your kid. Right. And then right. to have to then explain that it's not my kid. It's like, well then don't waste a photo on that. I've already gone through this emotional journey of, of thinking that you have <laughs> yeah. a kid. And, and now you're telling me you don't have a kid. Like, right. What is our relationship going to be? That's what I'm thinking. Is like our relationship is going to be like, like I'm giving you the impression that I like you, but I really don't. Like I, I don't know. Like I don't know I, who they are. 
Right. I The impression I get is that, hey, I could be touchy and feely too. But yeah. I, I'm, I'm in agreement with you. I, I, I don't really care for those. But I haven't really come across too many where the animal wasn't theirs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's usually, that's less. I would say that um, I think I, this, I don't have the actual data, but based on just my own brain data, I'm going to say 75% of kid photos are not their kid that I see. Hmm. That okay. we might, I, don't know, I don't know if you have that experience in the, in the swiping. Uh, I don't know if it's that high, but. Hmm. Would you say like 50% or maybe less for you? I'd probably say like 40%. 40%. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Well, that's a, uh, I'm wondering if, if either one, one of us has inaccurate data or if there is a difference between how men and women display children. Well, I would filter for men who did not have kids. You can do that. If you pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> how, how much is that? No, I'm just kidding. $19.99 a month. <laughs> no. Uh, but when I wasn't paying for it, yeah, then I would see more of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have a unique situation having eight birds and also having birds. Mm-hmm. Um, how does society view your situation? I know you talked about that with with potential landlords, but in relationship mm-hmm. with dating, what do what the, what do the people think? Um, most just ask me what kind of bird species I have or if my mm-hmm. bird talks, but I've definitely gotten some raised eyebrows in the past. Hmm. Yeah. And um, I mean, mostly it's been positive, but there's a, there's a few of those who are like, hmm, birds, huh? Hmm. Like it's some sort of like secret club or something like what's up with that. Does that uh, affect you one way or the other? Uh, I mean, it really didn't at first, but there's been some times when it has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you ever think that, well, this goes back to the, the question of of having animals at all. Like, do you ever think that, you know, on the one side of like, screw everybody. I have these magical creatures and everyone that doesn't like it can screw off. Or do you Mm -hmm. think that sucks that I have them because I could have had these great opportunities? Like, is there one that you're more on one side that you're more on? Um, well, obviously they're in my life and I love them. So at the end of the day, I, don't want to be with anyone who doesn't accept my birds, right? right? Mm -hmm. My biggest thing is if I were to match with someone who, let's say, had a pet, like I'll give you an example. Like one time I matched with this guy who, who had a Husky and and I do like Huskies. Yeah. Um, And I said, Oh, like what a, what a beautiful dog because the dog had like the, you know, big blue eyes and everything. Mm. And and all of a sudden he goes into like this novel of how he got the dog like abandoned on the side of the road, blah, 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 rescue. And then I'm like, and here in my head, I'm like, oh, I have rescue birds. So my response was like, oh, wow. Like what a great story. Um, I, I understand where you're coming from. Like I have rescue, a rescue bird. 
And he and his response was like, uh-huh, cool. And never talk no. to me again. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, and it doesn't mean like he didn't care. It's a, it's just that just him going into that and then me saying that was kind of like, okay, I'm sorry, I don't have a dog. And it's not as, as like, you know, a wonderful story as yours is. It's just, it was like, I was really put off by it. I was like, whatever. If he knew that you have unicorns in the making, I think he would change his tune. Yeah, seriously, he'd want to be my best friend. Yeah. I I, kind of wonder with that too, if like, on the one hand, maybe he was reacting to birds, but the other hand, maybe he was just like a person that's really into himself. Um, possibly. It it could have gone either way. Um, yeah, right. Like I wouldn't know the answer, but it's just that response just made me think the worst. In a, in a sense, what, what I'm kind of getting from some of this too is that animals sort of kind of put us in a faster track to understanding who we are and who other people are. Because if, if you didn't have birds at all, no one would no one would think of you as oh you know it should be better if she had some birds like no one would ever do that <laughs> right but n- when you have birds people look at you in a different way and you sort of find out who are the people that truly care about you for who you are mm-hmm. and and how they interact with um these extra magical creatures that you have <laughs> right exactly yeah. Um, so we talked a little bit about, about this uh, when we talked about uh, when you moved into your place. Um, but do you, you feel that society judges animals differently? Um, how how uh, bad is it with birds? And is it just because of the lack of education? Well, I feel like we all kind of know that cats and dogs have always reigned as like the supreme pet choice. Yeah. I think for exotic, as you look down at your cats, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think for exotic pets, uh, people tend to be a bit judgmental because they don't understand the animal. So like in my situation, I've been called weird or been told it's uncommon for having birds as pets. So this never sits well with me because I'm just an innocent bystander of loving an animal that's not mm. part of the supreme pet choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for the- me, I don't understand it, but like to these people, like if I meet someone who likes, a, you know, has a tarantula and loves tarantulas, I'd be like, okay, you know, that's, that is different, but you know, to each is his own. Mm-hmm. Like that's what you like. Do you feel that that, that, that sort of reaction changes based on the number. Like if someone said, I have one tarantula, you'd be like, okay, you like a tarantula. But if someone had like 10 tarantulas, then it's like, okay, you are really into spiders. Like, do you, do you feel that there has been a different reaction based on the number of animals you have? Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. Um, absolutely. Uh, and, it hasn't been easy, I'm telling you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but absolutely. Yeah. Do you but do you going back to what we were saying before about like how this may be a good test to see how people truly feel about you, 
do you feel that having so many birds can kind of in a, in a sense be a blessing in disguise to really getting to the meat of of a of what of how someone feels um I would like to think that someone who is really interested in me views me as the person I am and my birds kind of secondary Mm. because I do love them and care about them very much, but I don't date someone and say, Oh, by the way, here's my bird. Go play play with my bird. Uh, Let me talk about my bird. Let's do this about my birds. Mm -hmm. Like I don't force that upon anyone. Mm -hmm. I kind of let them interact with them if they want to, Mm -hmm. or just kind of gradually um, become their, their friend basically. Mm -hmm. And as long as, as long as they don't mind me having birds, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect someone to come in and say, Hey, let me, let me play with all your birds and everything like that. I would expect someone to be into me just like I'm into them and that the birds come out when we want them to, but not around us all the time as Mm -hmm. I'm dating someone. Right. Right. That makes sense. And, you know, I I guess I wanted to also create a distinction here that, uh, you know, I I don't want to sort of come off that like having a certain number of birds is like a handicap. It's not like, you know, a, a thing like that. But at the same time, I feel that having a certain number of any animal sort of puts a, you know, a a label, you know, on, on, a, on a person, you know, I remember like, you know, I would hear the stories of people that had like five cats and they'd be like, okay, five cats is definitely like, you're, you're the cat lady now. Um, so I guess my question to you is, do you feel that labels have been placed on you? Do you feel those labels are unfair and, and how do you deal with it? Uh, Well, I haven't had much experience in this only because I think maybe less than a handful of guys have actually had somewhat of an issue with it and Mm -hmm. have brought it to my attention. Mm -hmm. If there's more, I wouldn't know. They they didn't say anything about it. I mean, my, my experience in dating... I mean, it rarely gets to that, the second date as it is. So Mm -hmm. they wouldn't know that I have eight birds at that point. Yeah. Like I, like for me, I, I tell them, I I, I do hide the fact that I I have eight birds. I say I have one bird and just kind of see how it goes. But if I really like someone and we start hanging out and get to know one another, I'll tell them the actual amount and I'll be, honest about how I ended up with eight birds, you know, with the rescuing and all that. Mm -hmm. Um, And kind of see where it goes. Like, uh, for instance, um, the guy that I'm in a relationship now, like we, we talked for, because of COVID, we talked for a while before we actually got to 
our date. So he didn't know I had eight birds. He just thought I had like one bird, but I would just kind of casually ask him questions about birds. And he'd be like, yeah, I like flying things and all this stuff. So then as we started hanging out, um, I really had to tell him because I, this is like, you know, this was like my skeleton in the closet. Mm. And so he came over one day and <laughs> it sounds so terrible, but I got him buzzed. <laughs> <laughs> I got him like really buzzed. And uh, I took him to the roof of my building where, where you can hang out. And I, I'm like, so I kept that, are you buzzed yet? Are you buzzed yet? He's like, oh, almost there, almost there. And he's probably thought I was like weird for asking him that. <laughs> but then when he was I finally, must be really drunk because your one bird looks like eight. <laughs> <laughs> when he was finally buzzed, I'm like in the cutest voice possible. I said, look, um, I kind of have to tell you something. And he's like, okay. And I'm like, you know how I said I have one bird and he's like yeah i'm like well i actually have eight and then i'm like are you mad <laughs> and he just <laughs> looks at me and just kind of chuckles and he's like and he remember, he's like really buzzed so he's like no he's like well, can i meet them and i'm like yeah i'm like yeah woohoo like he, <laughs> like yeah that that was the ticket you know just like just kind of like trying to get it as like low key as possible. And uh, it didn't mean that he liked them or anything, but I felt like I was so relieved when I told someone, so it's not my intention to come in and hide it, but I do this because when, when I wasn't hiding it and I'm like, oh, by the way, <laughs> I, I have eight birds. To that person who doesn't know birds, I'm sure it sounds like that actual number eight. I'm sure it sounds like Hitchcock's, like the birds film. Like it's just going to cause mass panic. And mm. they probably just think they're going to like just fly and poop everywhere. Right. So you feel that in order to be more successful in dating, it has to be something that is revealed over time. Um, I would like to get to know someone that I like before I reveal that because honestly like if it doesn't get to the second date it doesn't matter anyway right like you're on this first date you're just like so you know like just casual questions but as you get to know someone I mean they know that I have a bird so it's like that's not hidden they just yeah. don't know the number so I feel like I really need to start to get to know them and and I mean people have things that come out as they get to know one another right so mm. It's not like I'm, I don't want to sound like I'm blatantly lying about it. It's just, I understand that it's not comfortable or it sits well with a lot of people because they don't understand birds. So I try to introduce it the best way I know how. Mm -hmm. it's, it's such an interesting thing too, because like on the one hand, you know, it's easy to say, well, you got to be, you got to put yourself out there completely, you know? But on mm -hmm. the other hand, it, you know, there's that balance of how real do you get on the first date? You know, like if you're a person that suffers from anxiety or you're a person that, that gets depressed or, you know, any, any other various you know, aspects, um, how much do you want to really reveal on that first date? Um, 
and how much do you want to sort of reveal over time? But, but it sounds like, and you can tell me if this is correct, it sounds like there is a fear that if you tell people that you have eight birds, they're gonna, they're, you're not going to get a positive reaction. Well, no, only because I've been told that that was weird or mm-hmm. that that's uncommon. Mm-hmm. So that made me feel very insecure in my my you know dating with with birds mm-hmm. situation do you do you feel that if let's just say this was on your profile like it just said i have eight birds you know maybe in a much better way than that but uh mm-hmm. basically it was revealed on your profile that you had eight birds do you feel that if a guy swiped right or messaged you that he might be weird because he's like yeah eight birds that sounds great like, would you be bothered by that? Um, or would that be something that you'd be excited about? First of all, I don't think, I don't think many people read my profile. I, <laughs> I mean, they that's, just that's a fair point too. That was my <laughs> second question about this. But, uh, it's like, it's like, you know, like six messages in like, you a bird? Yeah. <laughs> but um, would I be weirded out by that? No, I, I would want to, I mean, I would honestly, I'd be surprised. Mm-hmm. because I would that you know I would want to know why that mm-hmm. he liked that well it sounds um, like that you you feel like like you feel it's not normal for someone to like eight birds because you like eight birds I like eight birds but I know that that's not the the master choice of pets it's cats and dogs and if you look at let's talk about statistics here if you look at the numbers of how much money is actually spent on pet products and pets, and even the um, the huge like uh, adoption growth through COVID with pet adoption, we spend billions of dollars on cat and dog products compared to these other animals that we own Mm -hmm. and the majority of pets that were adopted through covid were cats and dogs to the point where these humane places these rescue places were empty for the first time in history but the bird rescue places they're still squawking over there so when you look at those numbers and you know, like people dressing up their dogs and and doing all this stuff and getting strollers for them and treating them like like babies, like people with birds don't do that. So it's, of course, it's not going to be common. Mm-hmm. And you just know that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that there's something wrong with me or, or the, the next person who has a bird. It's just not as... Um, I guess as as natural as owning a cat or a dog. Mm-hmm. But do you think if I mean this 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 may be so, this may be answered by nobody reads the profiles, Rob. But if you had in your profile like I save birds, you know, like I mm-hmm. I I like a, a lot of birds don't get you know picked up, 
And um, I don't know if the statistic is that they die in the shelters, but you know that I have saved, you know, eight birds or I guess seven birds because you, you chose one of them, but um, that, you, that you've saved these birds. Would, do you think that would, would be a different response from these, from these people? Or do you think it matters? Not at all. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't, I personally never thought of putting that on there because I want my profile to highlight my personality mm-hmm. and who I am before they, they get to know the real me. So mm-hmm. I do have a, a picture of my parrot and I, but and if, if those profiles that say do have pets, I'll say yes and birds, you know, I'll put that on there. But I don't go into this long thing about it because I feel like it's really irrelevant because it's all about going out there and having chemistry with that person mm-hmm. first. And then so, mm-hmm. I feel like that would that would come after. So I, I it, and Lincoln, let me know if this is, this is the right characterization, but it sounds like um, you want the initial conversations to focus on the two of you. And if you say you have eight birds, the conversation is too focused on that. I think so. Yes. Okay. That, that makes sense. Um, so do you feel that men and women should have certain animals? And I don't mean like they have to have certain animals, but what I'm, what I'm ultimately saying is a friend of mine had a chihuahua and the feedback he got from a lot of dates is that that's not attractive for a, a man to own a, ch- a tiny dog. Hmm. So do you feel that there are animals that people should and should not own based on their gender? Uh, that's kind of too bad. I, I've never felt this way about hmm. anyone. Yeah. That's too bad. Yeah. I mean that it, it it's interesting because I, I have known big people that had tiny animals. Mm-hmm. And I think that when a person dismisses someone based on that, it probably says more about them than it says about the person that owns that animal. That, you know, the choice of animal should not be based on how society is going to judge you. Right. Um, so considering the goal in dating is trying to find someone to accept us who we are and based on what we just talked about, mm-hmm. um, how much weight should we even put on someone else's judgment of the animal we choose? Well, like in my case, I, at first I would choose someone who if they had a pet that the pet may get along with with my my birds Mm -hmm. right so like going back to the whole snake thing i don't i don't think that would be a good choice Mm -hmm. or maybe even someone who has cats Mm -hmm. um and this is where it comes to back to that case-by-case basis because my one of my parrots he grew up in a home with a dog and a cat and the cat really loved him and even slept by his cage Mm. and wouldn't hurt him. Mm. So I think that if you had a cat like that, then, then yeah, maybe it would work. 
But at the same time, if I'm in a relationship with someone and they don't have a pet and they were to come to me and say, Hey, Elizabeth, you know, like I really want a cat. Yeah. Then I would think that we would find a way to make it work with birds. Yeah. You know, there is, there's an interesting story. Um, I knew this guy and he had, it's actually another, another big guy with a tiny dog but he had this, this tiny, adorable dog. And he was just like in love with this dog, like just absolutely head over heel. The dog was everything to him. And he, he was single and he met this woman that just was the love of his life. But the problem was, is she was allergic to dogs, like really allergic to dogs. And he was terrified that he had to make a choice between the two loves of his life. Mm-hmm. And, the way it worked out is she found a allergy medication that would work that allowed her to be around the dog. And they, I don't know how quick it was, but I feel like it was pretty quick. They got married. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that says so much about their relationship that she understood the importance of this, this, this creature in his life. And she was so committed to him that she was willing to to make it work yeah exactly and that's that's great that's what you want right Mm -hmm. so um that's a really cool story yeah so when you choose to have an animal this is a choice that can literally last you decades so how how do you feel comfortable making this choice when there is so much uncertainty in single life? Well, uh, I'll tell you right now that moving forward where I am in my life today, um, I don't want eight birds mm-hmm. forever. Right. Ideally, I would like one bird. Mm-hmm. And that bird, I, I wouldn't want a bird that lives 70 or 80 years. I would want a bird that lives like 20 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, which yeah. all of mine, all put of mine, a cap on that. yeah, put a cap on that, which all of mine are, yeah, I rescued a lot of them halfway through their lives already. So they don't have mm-hmm. much time. And as I say this within the next year or two, uh, half of them are going to die from old age. Wow. Yeah. So, um, that won't even be an issue, but when I look at having birds like five or 10 years ago, it was very different. I was you know, younger in my teens, my twenties. And then I'm like, my mindset was different. Like, Oh, I want, I love animals, you know, all this stuff. Like I want animals, but when I get older and have more responsibilities and trying to, trying to be in a, um, you know, start relationships or, and, and eventually hopefully end up in a relationship where it's serious enough to go to the next levels, then I'm going to have less time to be like the single girl with, with birds. Mm-hmm. That's my hope anyway. So I'm trying to plan that now. So at least in the end, I may just come up with one bird and it'll be great if I end up just being single or if I take the next steps and become engaged or get married or whatever you want to say. Um, at least I know that like I've already kind of 
thought about where I'm going to be with these these birds. And again, it's it's not to say that, hey, later on down the road, we get a dog or we get a cat or whatever, but I want to make that decision with that person. Hmm. Okay. So, um, you know, is it, is it, if you could do it all again, mm-hmm. is it better, would you approach dating with no animals at all? Or would you have gone down the same path and thought, you know what, the birds are what I want and finding a person that can work within that world is what I want. Or would you say, I want a clean slate and I'll, I'll take the guy that works best? I don't think I would change anything because there's times when I'm away from them and I think about them and I'm, I just think about how much happiness they bring me and how much inspiration they bring me. Mm-hmm. And sometimes like just thinking about little things that they do, like, like my parrot, for instance, like if, if he, he could be a rascal sometimes. So if he causes trouble and this is the guy who talks, I'm just like, his name's Mr. Mustachio. I'm like, <laughs> Mr. What did you do over there? You made a mess. And, and he'll just come back. I love you. And that just melts my heart. I'm like, yeah. shit, I can't yell at you now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah. when you think of something like that, then that puts a smile on my face. I, I wouldn't like someone's, I hate saying this, but it's true. Like someone's trash was my treasure and I can yeah. never let that go. And I would never want to change that because I'm giving someone a new a chance at life that this other person couldn't and in turn they're giving me something they're filling um a unknown void that makes me smile and i don't even know why it just does it's just yeah. like an i mean i see it on your face now petting your cat yeah. like you don't know why you have that but you have that There's a certain kind of love that we have for these things. And this is where I was talking about earlier, like kind of going back to like our early man days where we worked with them until they became our uh, companions in the end, ultimately became our pets. And so we almost have this in our DNA to just kind of, have this love for them that we don't have for like a human, like it's a different kind of love. Mm-hmm. And when That's I think of that, I, when I think of that, I wouldn't change it. Yeah. That's interesting. All right. So um, I think we can move into sort of the closing thoughts and takeaways mm-hmm. of, of today. Um, so I had, I had some thoughts about this. So, you know, going by what you were just saying about how, you know, these little, these little lights of joy, you know, enter our lives. And I mean, I, I had the, the same, the same thing of like, you know, the, the heartwarming moment, like I'll see, you know, Jag, he will eat something he's not supposed to, or he'll, you know, poop on something he's not supposed to, or, you know, whatever. So he'll do something that definitely would be very angry about. And then I'll go up to him and be like, what the hell, man? And then he'll look at me, he'll give me a little meow, and he'll just roll over and give me his belly. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, you know what? 
I don't know what I was mad about. I'll clean. Don't worry. I'll clean up the poop. You just, you just be, you just be you. And and it's it's crazy. I'll be, um, my hand will be in poop, and and I'll be smiling. And that's not something that has happened, um, in in my in my daily life. Like I would not feel that way about poop, ever. And you know, it's something interesting too. Of like, I have I have gotten to know a lot of friends' animals, and I have never felt that way before and i think it's because you know the animals know that you're not their person that you're like their Mm -hmm. person's friend and like there's just a very there's a totally different i don't know if maybe this is unique to me but there's a very different reaction that i get from from these kittens than i've ever gotten from my friend's animals oh sure yeah and Exactly. And I'm I'm sure if you were to interview my parrot right now, he might come back and be like, she's actually my pet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm their emotional support animal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but actually going with that, my, my takeaway from, from what you were also saying was that I, I feel like like what I've noticed in my life is that I am far less concerned about stupid shit that doesn't matter because I am so focused on both providing love and receiving love from these animals that, you know, my hair has been a mess since we started this, this podcast. And, and I, I honestly don't care. Like normally I would, I would take more care to it, but I have been enjoying these little guys that I had just have not really thought about it. Mm-hmm. And so I feel that like these little, these little lights of joy that we bring into our lives, they, they kind of help us focus on what's most important and distract us from all of the little things that normally would be driving us crazy, which I, a month ago, was suffering a lot from. Mm-hmm. So that, that's, my, that's my takeaway. Um, what, yeah. what would be your thoughts or takeaways from all this oh my goodness uh well i guess i would say uh for people to not be so quick to judge Hmm. birds or just birds (laughs) just birds yeah other animals (laughs) fine screw them (laughs) other animals that aren't like so like cats and dogs but because honestly, these these animals are more cat and dog like than people think. Mm. I mean, I I have one that eats people food and, and oh, begs me say, for people. There's a little food. pause between food yeah. and people. Yeah. These people <laughs> as food. <laughs> people people <laughs> food. You never you never told me about that that roommate that you no longer have. <laughs> right, and uh, but. But once you get to know the animal, I think you'll have a better understanding. But even if you don't, it doesn't matter. Um, you shouldn't you shouldn't judge uh, someone's choice based on what they like. But mm. at the same time, um, I think that my real takeaway is that animals do bring us a lot of joy and happiness. And I ended up with my eight little rascals (laughs) the way I did and I can't I can't change that and I wouldn't want to change that I'm very 
very happy with how they've um, really brightened up my life. And I hope that other people will kind of listen to this podcast and look at their little pet and feel the same way. And if you don't have a pet, it's okay um, too. Just like uh, whatever your choice is, is fine. It's just, if you do have a pet, then yeah, like show them the love. Yeah. Well, what I'm kind of hoping also from this podcast too is is to kind of speak to those people that specifically don't have pets. Because I think people that have pets, they they know things. They know that they mm-hmm. they they have a little joy a joy muffin, you know, in their in their possession. Uh, but I think you know I'm speaking to myself from a month ago, and 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 sort of saying that that there is a value in owning a pet, and to not be afraid of what the dating world or just world in general will think of you that like, don't worry about, you know, what 10 year old, like 10 year later people will think of you if you have animals, think about the happiness that you are feeling right now and think about the value that you can give to that animal. And if you are ready to receive that love and you feel that you can truly give the right care to that animal, then I think that you should embrace it, whatever that animal is, even if it, and I, and I not excited about this, but even if that is a tarantula, if that is your calling, if that is the animal that makes you happy, then you grab those eight legs. (laughs) That's a tough one for me. That was a tough one for me, but you know, Hey, you know, if, if, if that's what, 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 uh, what spins your web, then, uh, then do it. You know what, Rob? One day, I'm gonna have that unicorn. <laughs> yeah, I thought you're gonna say that tarantula. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. One day I'll have that that unicorn, and I'm just gonna blow everyone's minds. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need when you uh, you need like at least eleven cats, or no, sorry, eleven birds. Eleven sorry, birds and two cats. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you have uh, if you have one cat, you have no birds. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> <laughs> the math will be all ruined never come over <laughs> yeah. yeah i have one cat and six wait five birds four birds what the hell i already fed you <laughs> i have one cat and one really big cat so maybe that's how it works is they the cat eats all the birds and they just like get in the belly and they just pop out a unicorn that works. hey hey maybe so trying to find the, I'm try, trying to find the app for this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, I guess that um, that's it uh, for this. Uh, is there anything, anything that you'd like to plug for, uh, for, the, for our listeners? Uh, anything you're working yeah. on that you want to talk about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they want to check out my my comic book stuff with my yeah. birds, my bird inspiration, they can go mm-hmm. to uh, squabbycomics.com mm-hmm. and that's S-Q-U-A-B-Y comics.com. Sweet. That's awesome. Well, uh, thank you very much, Elizabeth. It's great Thanks to talk to you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Elizabeth. It's been a blast. Yeah. All right. Well, have a great night. Thanks. You right. too. Bye. Bye. So I recorded this podcast about a month ago, and there have been some updates. During my time fostering the kittens, I was very well aware of the reality 
that while my building did approve fostering, they did not allow pets. So I was resigned to the idea that I would accept whatever answer my apartment manager gave when I followed up about adoption. Fate would decide if I was going to be able to keep the kittens. And in many ways, this has been a large part of how I've approached dating. The right one will just come along. But the reality is, waiting for fate isn't what I want. And I don't know anyone who's ever said, oh yeah, that guy really turned me on when he said, if it's meant to be, it'll be. So I thought about what I want and how I could be better. I got more organized, I took better care of myself, and I talked to the apartment manager and made the case of why these kittens needed to stay in my life. Soon after, I signed the adoption paperwork. So for me and this little family of mine, I can't say what the future holds, but I can always keep learning and get better. If this journey sounds like fun to you, join me, or rather join us, as we dive deeper into dating what went wrong. Good night.